Let's open the precious Word of God this morning to Romans chapter 16, the last chapter of Romans. Last evening, I hope you read the first chapter of Romans, but let's look at the end of this first general epistle to the churches of Jesus Christ. Today we have some sober material to cover in the first service from Romans chapter 1. It's an indictment of the human race, especially us Gentiles. But at the same time, we should be joyful because Jesus saved. Amen. You know, we, don't just, we shouldn't just sing Jesus saves, but Jesus saved. Amen. And so he has saved us from the wrath to come. And there is wrath coming. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. But Jesus saved us. So we rejoice. And we want to keep that in our minds so that we don't get burdened down by the indictment of Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, the first four verses. Romans chapter 1, the 16th verse, which is the middle of the chapter, where I'll be going shortly, is very similar to the last three verses. In Romans 16, Paul closed out his epistle in verse 24 with his standard, constant salutation. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. But as Paul's manner sometimes he just had a little bit more to say on behalf of God. And so the last three verses are about the Lord, to the Lord, and that everyone in Rome should be giving the Lord the glory due His name. And so though he closed out in verse 24 in a certain respect, the next three verses are praise to God. I read them to you. Now to Him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. So there's an amen at verse 24, and there's an amen at verse 27, because one was to the Romans, and one was to the Lord, and one was directing the Romans to give the Lord all the glory that he deserved. Very briefly, God has the power for you to do anything that he asks of you. Do you know that and believe it? Amen. Now to him that is of power, his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. If God's called you to do something, you're able to do it. He's given you the power. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. Paul's gospel was the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was a wise master builder and laid a foundation that wasn't to be altered and wasn't to have any wood, hay, or stubble added to it. Only gold, silver, and precious stones added to it. His gospel was the preaching of Jesus Christ. So when we look at eight features of Paul's gospel here, here they are in rapid succession as the apostle just blows up in, the, in praise of God. Now to him. I want you to notice this is all to God. It's not to the Romans. It's all to God. Now to him. And the gospel that I preach is the preaching of Jesus Christ. It is the revelation of the mystery. Our religion is not rationalization and it isn't based on research. It is by revelation right. of God. The revelation of the mystery is not a mystery to us, it's a mystery to the world. It's well known to us. 
It was kept secret from creation, but it's now made manifest. Thank you, Lord, for putting us on this side of the cross in the New Testament. It agrees with the Old Testament scriptures. It's by the commandment of the everlasting God. It's made known to Gentiles for this purpose, the obedience of our faith. We want the work of faith in our lives. We want the work of faith in our church. We don't want faith. Devils have faith. We want faith plus works. We want faith that worketh by love, Galatians 5, 6. And so we want to obey that gospel that we're going to hear about today, the simplicity of the gospel. We want to obey it. The gospel of, of Paul is Jesus Christ preached, a revelation of the mystery, kept secret from creation, now made manifest or clearly seen because of the preaching of the cross, agrees with the Old Testament scriptures. It's by commandment of the everlasting God. It's made known to us Gentiles, and it's for the obedience of our faith. And so there's the Apostle Paul closing things up and just giving God all the honor and the glory for those things. This God is the only wise God. I write every single day, many times. May the, may the only living and true and wise God, by His Spirit and His Word and His merciful providence, take care of you and yours. And I say that to all of you right now. Those are precious words. Right. May the only true and living and wise God, by His Spirit and His Word and His merciful providence, take care of you and yours. And then depending on how many seconds my fingers have, to know and do His perfect will in all things. And, you know, those are people all over the world when they come from India. I know what uh, temples are all around them, and I love to tell them and remind every single time. They never hear from me about something called God. They hear from me about the only true and living God. Right. So that they won't be confused about anything around them. I want you to know that what we get to do today and what we get to hear today and see and understand today is according to the commandment of the everlasting God. Right. The eternal God of heaven has given a commandment that we Gentiles would hear, would believe, and would be in this place assembled today Amen. to hear that preaching again. He deserves all the glory we can give Him. Right. Through Jesus Christ, as the object of His great wisdom and as the means of our worship being acceptable back to Him. Everything is wrapped up in His Son. In His Son is the display of all His perfections. Through His Son, we're able to go right into His presence and give Him our worship. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name, because Thou art holy, holy, holy. We thank Thee for recording for us the vision that Isaiah had in the sixth of his prophecy. That when he saw your holiness, all he could think was his unworthiness and the woe that was due to him. Heavenly Father, we know that this day we shall be around the indictment that you gave in the first three chapters of Romans against the Gentiles, against the Jews, and against them both. But we thank Thee that You have sent, according to Your eternal purpose and according to Your own will, Your only begotten Son, to deliver us from the wrath to come. We believe that there's wrath to come. This world has no idea about it. They reject it. They will not retain God in their knowledge. 
They want to get rid of that warning of wrath. But Heavenly Father, they know that those who commit such things are worthy of death. And not only those that do them, but take pleasure in those that do them. And they make it their form of entertainment. And they make them their friends. Your wrath is coming. But we thank Thee for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and His saving power that He was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and raised by the Spirit of holiness from the dead. And the apostles preached Him as living, risen, reigning, and returning. We thank Thee for Him. We thank Thee that according to Your everlasting commandment, we have had revealed to us and made manifestly plain to our understanding the mystery kept secret from the foundation of the world of the Lord Jesus Christ being the Savior of Gentiles. And we thank Thee and praise Thee for this. We thank Thee that You have called us out of this world, called us together and put us in this body, in this temple of living stones, in Greenville of the Piedmont of the Carolinas. And we ask that You would bless us today, that we might give Thee praise acceptable through Jesus Christ our Lord. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sinfulness. And Heavenly Father, grant us a great measure of that power of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of the living God. Heavenly Father, open the Scriptures to us. Open our hearts to the Scriptures, that we might see them and love them and embrace every word. O oh Lord, the words that I have just read deserve an hour. They deserve a day. I gave them four minutes. But you can do the rest. And I ask you to do the rest all day long today. That you will make today a great day in your house for your honor and glory. And a great day for the profit of our souls. And a great day for the unity of this church. That we will band ourselves together as a band of brothers of the family of God. And that we will encourage each other and strengthen each other in the most holy faith. That we will push each other, press each other, and show each other how to obey that faith that was once delivered to the saints. We thank Thee for America, and we thank Thee for our president that encourages us to worship like this. We thank Thee that he called Pastor John MacArthur and encouraged him for taking a stand against the governor of California and against the state of California and against the city of Los Angeles because church and the worship of Thee is essential. And so we worship this day. Amen. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Be with those that are cast down and lift them up. Be with those that think themselves weak and but nothing but smoking flax and strengthen them. Right. Breathe upon them, O Lord, by your Spirit. Yeah. Be with those that are sick and strengthen them. Bring us all together again next Sunday or as soon as you see fit that we might celebrate the death of your Son until He comes for us. Right. Our trust is in Thee. We love Thee. We shall not turn away from thee. We shall follow thee hard. Be with us and bless us. Put our feet in a solid place and keep us by your everlasting love and the power of your might. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.